Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA, Tuesday afternoon. Thanks again to uh, former Governor Doug Wilder, who was kind enough to uh, sit in for me yesterday as uh, I was observing Yom Kippur. I have to tell you that uh, I am a sucker for the Killing series from uh, from Bill O'Reilly, and I'm always always touched when I get a chance to uh, not just chat with Mr. O'Reilly, but take a look at the new book. And I get to do both right now. Bill, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me back. How you been, Jeff? I have been well, and I I got to tell you something. When I got the advanced copy of Killing the Witches, and you know, you know, I, I I've got the entire series. I love them. Uh, I read it just about cover to cover. I I, I I I fell asleep, not because of the book, but just because it was like, that was it. I was worn out, and I finished it the next day. It is another barn burner. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, it's really three books in one. Yeah. Um, we take you uh, way back to the Mayflower and put you on that boat, 66 days from England to Cape Cod. You know, people go, oh, the Pilgrims, Thanksgiving, pass the stuffing. This was a pretty rigorous journey, boy. I don't think anybody want to be on that boat today. And then they get here, and uh, they're all yelling at each other and uh, firing brimstone, and uh, people move up north uh, to Salem, and then things get rapidly out of control up there as far as uh, the devil is concerned. Yes. Uh, and all of that chaos influences a young Benjamin Franklin, a teenager in Boston, who never forgets it. And brings it in, and that's why we have uh, the religious uh, stuff in the Constitution. And, uh, and then we go to modern times. Yeah. So um, I'm going to tell <clears throat> the audience something they don't know on WRVA, is that I went to Manhattan last night and did an interview with Tucker Carlson. Oh. Uh, it's going to drop tomorrow night at 9 on X. Twitter, whatever that is. I don't even know what it is, but I know it's all over the place. And uh, he interviewed me for an hour about killing the witches and then life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I'm telling you, this is going to be quite something. But what Carlson picked up on in killing the witches, what he was most interested in, is the uh, demonic possession that we get into in the last third of the book. And he's a believer in that. Um, that there is an act of evil that patrols the planet and causes mayhem. 
And uh, so we get into that and the modern day witch hunts. Of course, we have them with the cancel culture. So that discussion and if people listening go to BillOReilly.com at 9 p.m. tomorrow, that's up against the Republican debate. But you can see the uh, X Twitter thing anytime you want. We'll have a big banner that you just click it and then the interview will pop right up in front of you. I love it. I love it. All right, so uh, you, you've involved Tucker Carlson yourself, because I remember you from Channel 7. I lived in Swampscott, one town over from Salem, so for me it was yeah. almost like a roadmap here. But uh, you talk about Tucker Carlson believing in this active evil presence. Do I detect that you do not? No, I. he asked me, and I defined it pretty sharply for him, um, the part of the book, Killing the Witches, that we uh, bring into modern times is the actual exorcism case. And it wasn't a girl like the movie. It was a boy in Maryland, fairly close to where you guys are, right. a 13-year-old boy. And we got the actual, um, the Catholic Church, which provided eight exorcists, eight, wow. to try to get this boy up on his feet uh, took uh, daily notes of what happened, which we got. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's harrowing. It's absolutely harrowing. And then we follow the kid to his death as an adult. Yep. And, you know, I can't disbelieve the descriptions in uh, that the Jesuits put on paper. I mean, that would be foolish of me to do it. And then we go into the movie, the making of the movie, and the stuff that happened on that movie set is just you know you said whoa so i am a believer of an act of evil on the planet good all right well then you're 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 in like company here the the, the greatest uh the greatest trick that the devil ever ever pulled right was convincing people he did not exist and uh, uh i i think that this evil it absolutely permeates so much stuff I guess we're starting at the end, but you mentioned the uh, the movie The Exorcist, the book The Exorcist, William Peter Blatty. Man, I was terrified just reading his book, and I can't remember how many times I had to look away from the screen. But but as you point out, man, it, it was worse in the real case, wasn't it? It was. And this poor 13-year-old boy, what he and his family went through, um, moving from Maryland to St. Louis, where the... Uh, Catholics have their headquarters for the exorcism. Um, and then, you know, finally getting his health back. It was all about health, yes, physical and mental health. And that's what convinced the Catholic Church to get involved because the doctors just couldn't stop bleeding and he was throwing himself at the walls and, and all of this crazy stuff. So anyway, um, that piqued uh, Carlson's interest, and I was happy that he actually read the book. I mean, the guy's a busy guy, and um, I think people will be. It's a great Halloween gift, but it is pretty scary on a number of levels, no, no doubt about that. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's it, it's terrifying on a number of levels, and I expect uh, I expect nothing less than multiple layer, uh, layers Rather, when I pick up a Bill O'Reilly book. Killing the Witches is the latest one, the horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, I mean, the latest horror, I suppose, is that Kim Driscoll is now the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth, but that's um, probably not nearly... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, here's something interesting, because you know the area so well. In researching the book, we went to the mayor's office in Salem and said, hey, can you give us some experts up there? And they would not talk to us. Oh. They shut us down because they're making millions and millions of dollars. When you go up yes. to Salem, it's about 25 miles north of Boston, 
and you drive into town, there's a big sign, Welcome to Salem, which city? Yep. And they've, they've commercialized all this stuff off the 20 people who were executed and buried about 300 miles from the center of town, 300 miles, 300 yards from the center of town. And they don't want to talk about this. That's right. So um, that was that was an interesting thing we ran into. Bill O'Reilly joining us. You know, Bill, one of the things that, uh, for those of us who were North Shore people, there there were a whole slew of people who did not know a doggone thing uh, about what really happened in, in the old Salem village. All that they knew was, hey, in October, you don't drive through Salem because everybody and their cousin is there, and then you got to figure out another way, uh, you know, to get to Danvers. That was the big challenge. But you take a look at what happened there, and as you point out here, the, the impact on Benjamin Franklin and how it plays out with the Constitution. Do you mind diving just a little bit more into that? Sure. Benjamin Franklin was a genius kid. He lived in Boston uh, to a poor family, um, and he um, heard about what was going up in Salem and in Boston as well, because there, there were at one time more than 200 people in jail charged with witchcraft. 200. And Salem didn't have enough jail, so they had to send them down to Boston. So Franklin actually visited the home of the top witch hunter, Cotton Mather, whose father, Increase Mather, was the first president of Harvard, where I was over the weekend mocking them. <laughs> I said, you guys are responsible for all the witches up here. And um, anyway, Franklin visited uh, Cotton Mather and never forgot the discussion that he had with this fanatical, and I mean fanatical, witch hunter. Uh, And he brought that sensibility to Philadelphia when the Constitution was being debated. And what we write about is that Patrick Henry, governor of Virginia, and Roger Sherman, a big politician in Connecticut, wanted the United States, the new country, to be a theocracy. They wanted um, America to be a Christian nation. And it was a hellacious debate Franklin, Jefferson, and Madison on one side, Hancock, uh, not Hancock, um, Patrick Henry and Sherman on the other, and so much so that uh, Patrick Henry left. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't participate anymore. Mm -hmm. But it came out that we are a secular nation with no religious affiliation. Yeah. Let me ask you about uh, Cotton Mather and Increase Mather, because uh, once again, for... The folks living in 2023, they've probably heard the name Cotton Mather. I seriously doubt that anybody is familiar uh, with his father. But they they were in, on some level, I mean, they were business guys in that they they knew that these attacks on, quote, witches were, were making them really wealthy and, uh, and, and rather, rather famous as well. No doubt about it, particularly Cotton Mather. Yeah. So they made money in two ways. They wrote books. Um, Cotton Mather wrote more books than any other American in history, even more than me. <laughs> so he had, he, he guy was writing a book a month, and, and he, people were reading about the witches. He was writing about all that and Satan and devil possession and all of that. And then when the witches themselves were arrested, their property was seized by the local government. And everybody got a piece. Mm-hmm. So there was a big economic drive, to, and there were a lot of rich people, yeah. not all, but yep. many, who were arrested for witchcraft, including 
the wife of the governor, and that's what put an end to it. Once they accused Mary Phipps of being a witch yep. when her husband was fighting the Native Americans in Maine, and he comes back and his, his wife has been charged, that, and then he went ballistic, and that ended uh, the uh, murders in Salem. Uh, it is difficult to imagine anyone writing a book more frequently than you do, but okay, I'm going to give that to, uh, to Yeah, Cotton. give it to Cotton. We yeah. do one book a year. <laughs> uh, he, he did like five books a year or more. I prefer yours, just for the record. But uh, let me ask you about what it was that attracted the attention of those who were on guard against uh, Satan and witches. What had these young women done or experienced that, uh, that brought them to the attention of these folks? Well, the culture was so oppressive to children yeah. that all the children were miserable mm. because they couldn't play, they couldn't sing. You couldn't have dolls. I mean, it was the Puritan culture was like, you're going to hell no matter, you know, for yeah. everything. Exactly. So the kids were basically captives in, in this town run by these ministers. It was totally ridiculous. And the kids were so bored and so uh, miserable that they started to lash out against the adults by accusing them of being witchcraft, witches. That's what, it, that's what happened. And then you got daughters accusing their own mothers. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and these kids would take it seriously. It's not like they had anything. They'd throw themselves on the floor and do all this. And then they kind of banded together. Yeah. Um, there were about eight or nine of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was the driver of the accusation and of course there was nobody to challenge it because if you stood up and you said this is a bunch of bs they accuse you of being a witch that's right that's right it was a, a no-win situation I, i'm interested as uh, you and i assume uh, martin dugard as you were in salem you visit the mayor's office and are told hey hit the road uh, as as you walk around town you know we the, the big monument is there there's the witch museum there's a million different stores that tie into it uh uh, Bewitched, Sabrina is there. You know, I mean, it, yep. it, it, it has become this cottage industry, and uh, it makes tremendous money for people in Salem. Uh, but someone like Ann Putnam, who is featured here, and, and you go into uh, detail exposing her, right? 400 times in court documents, she, she tells people about this and that. She's really responsible for, what, the death of 11 people? And then ultimately she says, oh, yeah, by the way, I didn't tell the truth about any of it. Right. Well, most of those accusers got theirs, yeah. um, you know, a karma thing. I didn't go physically to approach the mayor. It was all done on the phone, but yeah. I've been to Salem many times. Of course. And, and um, you know, if you go there, you'll see exactly what we're talking about, is that there is an industry, the only industry now, that generates money is based upon these witches. And, they, you know, there's a bunch of them with storefronts, and they'll read your palm or, I don't know, sell you a cat, whatever they do. <laughs> um, but it's all based on murder. 
Yeah. It's so grisly. Yeah. And the Salem City fathers and mothers don't want to hear about it. They really don't. They really don't. I mean, you know, it was a, it was a North Shore town. It had no industry, really. It was uh, falling apart, and somebody at some point decided this was what they were going to do. And it is yeah. everywhere. It's it's on the police cars and the fire engines and, and throughout the uh, the entire city. And uh, everybody just, I don't know, they look the other way. Do, do you think that your latest book, Killing the Witches, uh, great read, obviously, ties in for a lot of people. I'm sure Halloween is coming up. But do you think it's going to be carried in stores in Salem? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it will be because it will sell. Yeah. In fact, uh, right after you, my next interview is with WRKO, the big radio station in Boston. Sure. Um, and uh, I think they'll probably do that because the Salem stuff is at the end of the book. It's, you know, the modern, we, we go into modern times in a number of different ways to cancel culture, which is, of course, witch hunting yep. um, and all of that. So I, I would probably guess that the bookstores would carry it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's funny. I mean, you're talking to RKO. I'm sure it's Howie, and you know, Howie and I were buddies for years because I did mornings at RKO. Yeah. In fact, yeah. you know, I had an official witch of the morning show at RKO. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sort of, uh, sort of bizarre. We do the Halloween stuff. Hey, do you mind fast forwarding to some of the uh, the modern witch hunts, the cancel culture? I sure. Was, I was at mm-hmm. an event Friday night with Andy No, and you, I was going to say you wouldn't believe, but of course you would believe because you're a brilliant man, but there were two venues here in Richmond, Virginia that canceled the event. They just refused to do it. They caved into the Antifa, just flat out lies about this guy, and finally there was a place to do it, but all of these threats of violence and describing him as a as a homophobe and a bigot which was probably news to him since he's gay and vietnamese yeah uh, listen this cancel culture stuff has gotten into the media i mean i can't get on any of the morning shows on the network they blackball me wow. um but they blackball anybody who isn't liberal i mean mark levin has a, a new book that's doing very well he can't get on there I mean, the, what they do is they weaponize their um, media power, and they select people uh, to be shunned. Yes. And that's the witch hunt. Yep. So they'll look at your resume, oh, what has he said, what has he done, you know, blah, 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 blah. And if they find something they don't like, then you're toast. Mm. Um, this is the same thing that the witch hunters were doing in Salem. They were going around going, okay, who's a witch? This one, that one, who, who? Mm-hmm. Whose life can we ruin? Um and so we haven't not learned our lesson here. That's for sure. And I feel sorry for No. He got really abused by these Antifa people. And uh, anybody canceling him, you know, you should tell your audience who it is, Jeff. I mean, let them uh, oh, yeah. suffer the consequence of, uh, yeah, of that. Yeah. No, we've talked about it. it was the Commonwealth Club and, and the Weston Hotel. I mean, it, it was wow. just kind of crazy. Uh, you know, you're... you're talking about uh, a wide variety of these issues we're talking about the uh, the cancel culture and the rest of it Fox News where you were the star right the biggest star at Fox News and that's me saying it not well you know what I will say it and then I will ask you Mr. O'Reilly the biggest star at Fox News what say you why the highest ratings ever yep you know nobody approached what we did ever Um, and Carson and I talk about the culture 
of the company, mm-hmm. um, and I think you'll be very interested to hear, you know, what he says and what I say. We're a little bit different on it. Okay. Um, and uh, the company has changed. Yes. And the analogy I make is uh, to sports. Okay. You know, when you're on television and you work for a corporation and you're uh, talent, which is on television, your face is seen, mm-hmm. your obligation is to beat the other networks that are competing against you. Right. And I've always done that. Everywhere I've been, I've always beaten the competition. But in every corporate situation I found myself in, the teams changed. Mm-hmm. The management changed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the New England Patriots. Tom Brady walks out the door. Mm-hmm. You've got a totally different team. The logo's the same. The name yeah. is the same. It's not the same team. Right. And that's what happened to Fox News. Mm. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I happen to be wearing my uh, New England, one of my New England Patriots T-shirts. I dressed up for you, Bill. I, I always uh, like to look good for, <laughs> for folks right. like that. Uh, but with the exit of Rupert Murdoch, does it change even more dramatically, or are they kind of where they are with the with the Suns running it? Well, nobody knows. I mean, these corporations run themselves, uh, and outsiders really can't predict. But I said to Carlson that Fox News will remain number one in cable news because their talent is better. Their on-the-air talent is better, better players okay. than MSNBC or CNN, and that's sure. a fact. They do. Yeah. Um, and they're the only network outside of Newsmax that uh, programs to the traditional Americans. So there's two programming to liberals. They split, and then there's only one because Newsmax hasn't reached uh, you know that plateau yet um, right. that does traditional. But all of the younger people across the board in cable and network news are gone. Yeah, nobody under the age of fifty. Mm. watches news on a regular basis in this country. And that's really an amazing statistic. I used to do a million, 25 to 54. If they do 200,000 now, they're they're deliriously happy. Is it just that everybody has gone to BillOReilly.com? The alternative media is certainly a factor in that. You can get information now uh, from a source that you like. Um, But I think it's more... Everybody's afraid in television news. Mm. They're afraid of saying the wrong thing, and this goes back to the cancel culture witch hunt. You say something wrong, boom, they're after you. They want your job. They want your family. They want to crush you, and this is everywhere. And so people are afraid, so it's boring now. It is. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Well, I I urge people on a daily basis, Bill, to uh, to go to BillOReilly.com. Killing the Witches is an amazing book. I'm going to ask in front of everybody. I got to get you to sign my copy, man, because I just. I'll be happy to do that, Jeff. And, you know, we'll send one down here. You don't have to do anything. I mean, but I'll be happy to. You and I have been doing this, what, 10, 12 years now? Yeah. So I'll be happy to send you a sign copy. Um, Uh, And anytime you want me, just uh, give me a ring. I love it. Bill, tell Howie I said hi and the rest of the gang up there in uh, in Boston. I will do. And uh, right. we look forward to chatting with you again soon. That is Bill O'Reilly, the best of the best. Uh, his latest book is called Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. It is a great book. 
read, and I'm going to tell you that as a Boston guy, uh, but it also translates into everything that's happening today, the modern witch hunts, and his interview with Tucker Carlson is dropping tomorrow night. Man, you don't want to miss that. We'll get all the details posted, I promise you, and you'll be sure to check out BillOReilly.com. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.